Imagine not knowing what your income would be each week. Financial planning would be a nightmare. More than 90% of Vision's income is free will donations. When supporters commit to monthly giving, it provides greater certainty when budgeting for regular expenses and weighing up new opportunities that arise. And knowing we can rely on regular monthly gifts takes some guesswork out of operating a faith ministry. Monthly givers who share our mission are called Visionary Extra Mile Partners. And right now, you are invited to join this growing group of faithful supporters. The amount of your tax-deductible monthly gift is completely up to you. But what is most important is knowing that you are standing with us to reach Australia with the gospel. To become a Visionary Extra Mile partner, click the banner in the Vision app or go to vision.org.au slash extra mile. It only takes a few minutes, but will have an eternal impact. Vision. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media. Thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. I wonder when we stand before God if we will not be questioned about what we did with our time. Time is a non-renewable resource. Moses said, teach us to number our days. And Pastor Greg Laurie gets real specific. So much time is wasted every single day. And guess what it's wasted on? A cell phone, checking your Facebook page, going over to Pinterest, whatever it is you look at. And before you know it, you've actually wasted so much time. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again, you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. Apparently, we spend over three hours a day watching television. Now that's actually down 33% from 2014, which is great, right? But hang on, we spend more than 11 hours a day connected to some kind of media. It's not TV, then smartphones, games or computers. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie says we need to rethink how we allocate our time and attention. Jesus could return soon, even today. So what should we be doing when he comes? Heard a story about a traveling salesman that was out on the road. He had a really long, hard day. He returned to his hotel room, sitting at the edge of his bed. He took off his shoe and just let it drop to the ground with a big thud. And then it dawned on him, oh my, you know, it's late at night. There's someone below me. I might have woken them up. So he very carefully and quietly took off his second shoe and put it on the floor. A half hour passes. There's a knock at the door. And the salesman opens the door and there standing before him is a man with dark circles under his eyes. And he said, would you just let the other shoe drop so I can get some sleep? (laughs) You know, in many ways, the world today is waiting for the other shoe to drop. 
so to speak. And that's what's happening here in Revelation 19. The other shoe is dropping, if you will, as Jesus Christ is now visibly returning to the earth and what we call the second coming. This is the event the church has been praying for for centuries. In the Lord's Prayer, Christ taught us to say to the Father, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is effectively a prayer for the return of Christ. And now here in Revelation 19, we see this prayer is being answered before our very eyes. And at the second coming, Jesus is going to come back to this planet. He's gonna judge his enemies. He's gonna set up his kingdom and he'll rule over the earth for a thousand year period that is called the millennium. Satan's heyday will be over and he'll be chained up for a thousand years. You know, after Jesus was crucified and rose again from the dead, now he was going to ascend to heaven. And we read over in Acts chapter one, verse 11, that the angels told the disciples as Christ was ascending, why do you stand here gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken from you into heaven will come again in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. So know this, Jesus Christ is coming again. The incarnation without the coronation would be like the east without the West. It's repeated over and over. One of the more familiar passages is Matthew 24, also known as the Olivet Discourse, when Christ speaks of this and he says, immediately after the tribulation of those days, and remember, there's going to be a great tribulation period that lasts for seven years. So the second coming is at the end of the tribulation period. So Jesus says, as this is happening, the sun will be darkened. The moon will not give her light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heaven will be shaken and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven and all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. The second coming happens at the battle of Armageddon and the battle of Armageddon is at the end of the tribulation period. So the question may arise, what are we going to be doing as followers of Jesus while this is happening? I told you in my last message, I believe we'll have been caught up to meet the Lord in the air, we'll be in heaven. But what are we doing uh, after the rapture and before the second coming? Something's gonna happen in heaven that some Christians don't know about. It's called the judgment seat of Christ. And every Christian will be present at the judgment seat of Christ. It happens after the rapture and it happens before the second coming. Now you might say, wait, wait, I thought we weren't gonna be judged. Well, you won't be judged at the great white throne judgment. That is that judgment where the small and the great, the rich and the poor, every person stands before God and if your name is not found written in the book of life, you're cast into the lake of fire. This is not that judgment. What I'm talking about is a different judgment that's sometimes called the Bema seat or the judgment seat of Christ. And that is a judgment that we're gonna stand before as followers of Jesus Christ. Describing this in 2 Corinthians 5.10, it says, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ 
that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether it be good or bad. So think of this as more of an awards ceremony where you would be rewarded for what you have done with the opportunities that God has set before you. And if you are faithful, there is a reward that will be given. I want to come back to a verse I already read again. Second Corinthians 5.10 will appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive the things done in the body, whether it be good or bad. Whether it be good or bad. This is an interesting phrase when it says bad. It doesn't mean bad as in evil. It actually means evil of another kind. Another way to translate it is good for nothingness or worthlessness. So I, I'm a Christian. This is not about if I get to heaven or not. In fact, this judgment happens in heaven. Again, this is a reward given to faithful service. So God's gonna look at the good and the bad and are there things in my life where I just wasted opportunities. Jesus said, if salt loses its saltiness, it's good for nothing. You ever order a Coke and it's flat? That's worthless. Or how about the person that walks into a coffee place and orders a soy decaf latte? In my opinion, <laughs> that's pretty much worthless. I mean, come on, man. Half the fun of a drink like that is the espresso that's in it, but, uh, or at least the steamed milk, not soy. But the idea is this is something that is good for nothing. And I wonder when we stand before God if we will not be questioned about what we did with our time. So much time is wasted every single day. And guess what it's wasted on? A cell phone. And this cell phone consumes so much of our time. Did you know that kids spend 8 to 12 hours a day on a cell phone? And teenagers spend around nine hours a day. And adults spend 4.5 hours a day on cell phones. And you know how it works. You just open it up in the morning and you just start scrolling. Scrolling through Instagram. Scrolling through Twitter. Checking your Facebook page. Going over to Pinterest. Whatever it is you look at. And before you know it, you've burned up so much screen time. And you've actually wasted so much time. It's a big waste of life in many ways. And I think we need to make a conscious effort to put these devices down and, uh, and to spend time with each other, talking to each other, listening to each other, not checking our phone or even our watch that will beep or vibrate. No, but talk with each other. And most importantly, we need to spend time with the Lord. Well, thanks for joining us today. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. He's the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in California and also the featured speaker of the Harvest events worldwide. And we're talking about how we spend our time. Pastor Greg is helping us to see our time management from a heavenly perspective. As you know, I've written a book called Billy Graham, The Man I Knew. And Billy Graham was asked the question if he had any regrets in life. And his response was, yes, he wished he had spent more time praying more time studying the Bible. He wished he had spent less time traveling and taking speaking engagements. And then he said, I wished I'd spent more time telling the Lord how much I love him. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. 
because one day I'm gonna be held accountable for what I did with my time. But it may not just be a waste of time, but it's missed opportunities. The evil of complacency. The evil of neglect. Let me illustrate. Let's say you're walking down the street and a house is on fire. And you stop and you pull your phone out, not to call 911, but to take a picture. Then you keep walking. I mean, maybe you could be a hero and rush in and try to save someone. At the very least, call 911. But if you were to just take a picture and keep walking when human lives are in danger, that's not just neglect, that's criminal neglect. Let me illustrate it another way. Let's say you're a medical researcher, a scientist, and you have cancer. And so you go into the laboratory and you spend years doing experiments and doing everything you can to try to find a cure for cancer. And one day you succeed and you take this shot or gulp this pill or whatever the treatment is and instantly you're cured of your cancer. Then you keep it to yourself and don't tell anyone else. Is that a bad thing? (laughs) It certainly is. I think you know where I'm going with this. In the same way, here we are as Christians. We found something even better than a cure for cancer, as wonderful as that would be. We have found the meaning of life on this earth and the hope of the afterlife with faith in Christ and knowing we'll go to heaven. Yet we never share that with anyone. So I'll stand before the judgment seat of Christ and he'll wanna know, what did I do with my opportunities? Did I leverage them? Did I use the influence that God gave me? Did I address my sphere of influence? I I know I'm supposed to go into all the world and preach the gospel, but did I go into all of my world and preach the gospel? Did I reach out to people that I know? How did I use my resources? How did I spend my money? These things all will be reviewed at the judgment seat of Jesus Christ. And I think we'll be in for some surprises because we probably think that the winners are gonna be all the super Christians out there. Billy Graham will have so many crowns he won't even be able to carry them all or people like Elizabeth Elliot or Corey Tin Boom or someone like Johnny Erickson Tata with all that she's dealt with in life, how she'll be rewarded. And I have no doubt that those saints will all be rewarded, but we might be shocked when there is a sweep of the awards at the judgment seat of Christ by some woman named Maud Frickenbinder. Have you heard of her? <laughs> well, she doesn't exist. She's just some person I made up. But I imagine Maud Frickenbinder as a elderly little lady. She never wrote a book. She never preached in a crusade. Uh, you don't even know her name. But while all the others were doing their work, she was doing hers. While Billy was preaching in stadiums, Maud Frickenbinder was on her knees praying. She'll be rewarded. Remember, this judgment is not about success as we like to define success. It's about faithfulness to the Lord. So this is all happening up in heaven. Well, our honeymoon is coming because we're now joined to Christ as his bride. Now it's time for our honeymoon. Where are we going? Niagara Falls? Hawaii? Tahiti? Actually, we're coming, we're coming back to planet earth with our bridegroom, Jesus Christ. Know this, at the rapture, God gives us a first class round trip ticket. Yes, I'm going up, but I'm gonna come back down again. Look at Revelation 19, verse 11. Now I saw heaven open and behold a white horse. 
and he that sat in him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire. On his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself, and he is clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. What a powerful passage that is. Look at verse 11. He's called faithful and true. This is in contrast to the devil who is unfaithful and he lies. Jesus said in John 8, to the Pharisees, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He's a murderer from the beginning and he is a liar and he is the father of lies. No, our Lord is faithful and true. But of course, not everyone thinks that. For the non-believer, God is never fair in what he does. And when men go out and break God's laws that he gives us for our own protection, and then they face the inevitable consequences, they shake a fist in the face of God and blame him. But the fact is, he's faithful and true. And God keeps his promises. Think about it. Jesus said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Jesus said, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Has the Lord not kept his promises to you? Well, he's gonna keep all of his promises, including his promise to come again. Because he said in John 14, three, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again to receive you unto myself, that where I am, you may be also. Now I wanna point out something. Judgment is not God's happy place. <laughs> do you have a happy place? Usually a person has something they like to do. You know, some people, it's when they're eating. Another person when they're exercising. I don't understand that, but they say there's this release of endorphins when you run. At least they experience it. I, I've never met an endorphin. Uh, the only time I think I've had an endorphin released is actually when I was eating. But we have our happy place, things we like to do. I think some people think that judgment is God's happy place. Oh yeah, I've been waiting for this. I can hardly wait. No, it's the opposite of that. Remember, we read in Scripture that God is not willing that any should perish. And also we read, God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Here's some things we learned from the verses we just read in case you're taking notes. Number one, the second coming of Christ will be public and it will be seen by everyone. The second coming of Christ will be public and it will be seen by all. There'll be no mistaking it when it happens. People will not say, was that just a really bad storm? No, everyone will know because Jesus said, as the lightning shines from the east to the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. Number two, the second coming of Christ will be accompanied by sadness and weeping. Yes, it's a happy day for heaven, but it's a sad day for earth. Israel will mourn as they realize that Jesus was their Messiah. Zechariah 12.10 says, A look on me whom they have pierced, and mourn for him as for an only son. They will grieve bitterly for him as for a firstborn son who has died. And Jesus is coming to bring righteous retribution and vengeance. Now, I know some people don't like the idea of a 
vengeful God. They want to think of him as a loving God. He is a loving God. He is a forgiving God. He is also a holy God and a righteous God. And in this instance, he is a vengeful God. Some would say, oh no, God is too good to punish sin. No, listen, God is too good to not punish sin. Romans 12, 19 says this, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Now think about it. We all read of horrible injustice that happens in this world. Wicked acts of violence perpetrated on people and innocent little children and we think they can't get away with this and those people never get arrested. They're never incarcerated. They never face the ramifications for their sin. They escape the long arm of the law. But listen, they will not escape the long arm of the Lord. There's a final judgment and everything will come out and this is that day. Important insight today from Pastor Greg Laurie and our in-depth study series in the book of Revelation. He's helping us to see our time management from a heavenly perspective today in a message called The Second Coming. Now next time, Pastor Greg brings us some more insight on the final judgment during the end times. Hope you can join us right here on A New Beginning. Now, for a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called The Second Coming. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.